So you're using WordPress and you have your business online. The next question is, now what? With so much to do and so little time, it's hard to figure out where you should put your energy. WordPress might be the foundation for your website, but it's what you do with your business that counts. In this podcast, we'll talk about building and running an online business, but you have to be willing to do the work and just show up. My name is Kim Doyle, aka the WordPress Chick, and this is the WordPress Chick Podcast. Hey, what's up, everybody? Welcome to another episode of the WordPress Chick Podcast. I'm your host, Kim Doyle, the WordPress Chick, and I'm pumped. We are going to be talking, uh, our our guest today, I should say, um, is with a company that has done a whole lot of good in the WordPress space for photographers. Uh, my guest today is Scott Wyden-Kivowitz. Scott, thank you so much for being here today. Thanks for having me on. From from henceforth, can we call me the WordPress dude? <laughs> we can. We can. Awesome. <laughs> but um, yeah, you know, it's funny. Somebody else, was it Sean Voster, I think, used to be the, the WP guy? I forget. <laughs> Anyways, yeah. <laughs> I'm all, now I'm stuck with this uh but anyway, so um, thank you so much for being here. I know you work with Imagely, but before we get into yeah. into all of that today, I'd love to hear your backstory and what you were doing before Imagely. Yeah, so um, first, as you know, I mean, Imagely is in the is kind of borders the WordPress space and the photography space, and so um, my background is actually more in the photography side of things. Uh, but basically, I've been a photographer for a long time. And I first got into WordPress because in college, uh, I was going for a photography degree and I had to build a photography portfolio and the professors taught us to do it in Photoshop because we had to learn Photoshop. And so I did it, but then I realized I think I could do something better if I just learned a little bit of HTML, learned a little bit of HTML and then uh, came across WordPress and wound up uh, submitting my portfolio as a WordPress website instead of as um, as a Photoshop, you know, uh, sliced <laughs> website, and <laughs> so so that's how I got first introduced to WordPress. And then out of college, I started working for a a company that uh, is in the photography industry, and I worked there for six years. And I went up building them a WordPress blog and started doing their social media and started learning more about SEO and, and that kind of thing. And then after six years, I left the company and went to work for an IT security company, sort of doing similar stuff, managing the website, doing the blog content, a lot of marketing stuff there. And after like a year and a half of working there, I was uh, contacted by the owner of Imagely, who was uh, then Imagely was actually called Photocrati. And... I was basically asked if I was interested in a job and basically was recruited to my position as what it is today. Um, so, yeah, that's... That's a lovely path. I mean, when you th- I mean, talk about sort of a, I don't know, a nice organic, you know, transition. It's funny when you, you know, you talk about, I decided to do it in WordPress instead. That seems to be a lot of people's story. And it's like, oh, and I found WordPress and then it leads to something else. Yeah. Um, so do you do, st- do you still do a lot of photography? I do. Um, so uh, most of my photography is for myself, um, but I do have a freelance side business that, uh, you know, I get families who want family portraits and uh, they want cake smash photos for their one-year-olds. And um, I get some commercial work here and there and uh, I get to 
you know, travel photography and that kind of stuff. So yeah, I've, I've, I still, I still do it a lot. Um, so it's, it's a big part of my life. Yeah, I would guess once you do that, you kind of get the degree in it. It's like, there's a, there's a drive, there's an innate desire to do some uh, <laughs> photography. So, so let's yeah. talk a little bit um, about, so you you were recruited uh, to work at Imagely. And so what's your role at Imagely? So my, my title here is the chief community officer. And basically my job is, it's on the marketing side. I cover a lot of fronts on the marketing side, but it's mostly community and content. So I'm creating all the content for Imagely products and sites, uh, hosting the podcast that we have, the WordPress photography podcast, um, and doing the social media, the email marketing, all of that stuff. Uh, any courses we create and webinars, Facebook lives, it's all, it's all on me. Um, so that, that's the content side. And of course, the community side is kind of hand in hand interacting with customers and non customers. Um, you know, just going to conferences and speaking or just, you know, hanging out and, and that kind of, and that kind of stuff. Just community and content is basically my job right now. That's a good, well, they're both, I enjoy both. So, um, <laughs> I, that's a good gig. Um, so with that too, I want to dig a little bit more into the marketing with all of that, but can you share a little bit about the transition since Imagely was Photocrati and what, what was the drive behind changing it? And, you know, how did that go? Yeah. So Photocrati, the, <laughs> it's funny. Photocrati, uh, it's, it's spelled photo C R A T I and, the, the interesting thing is a lot of people that we would meet had a hard time saying it. They thought it was photo karate. And <laughs> so so that was one of the drivers for changing it. But what really set the ball in motion was we really wanted to bring simple themes, next-gen gallery, and basically turnkey photography websites under one roof. And so going with that, game plan we created Imagely as the brand, turned Photocrati from the brand into a product of the brand, and it's kept separate because Photocrati is a theme that's bells and whistles. It's it has customizations for everything. And which is very popular in the photo industry. Photographers want just control over every aspect of their website uh in one place. So that's what the Photocrati theme does. And so in the transition, we we transitioned into Imagely. We brought in NextGen Gallery on, on, from from its own domain into Imagely. We uh, created a lot. I think we have thirteen or fourteen Imagely themes. These are all Genesis child themes designed for photographers, going with the same Genesis mindset of simple. There's very few customizations available, but you can install Genesis plugins and then add more features as you want. Um, and then we we. For a while, we've been offering uh, turnkey photography websites, and uh, it's, which is a hosted solution. Right now, that's on hold as we restructure it because we've got a big project in the works, and we want to make sure that the websites are uh, up to par with everything else we're doing. So right now, we're not taking on any more hosting customers until we revamp and re-push it out probably sometime in 2018. But the goal basically with Imagely is... We want to be basically the Squarespace for photographers. We want to give people a solution that is all under one roof, uh, that they can get their galleries, get their proofing, get everything they need, but it's done for them initially out of the gate, and it's simple. They don't have to worry about the maintenance of their WordPress sites or anything like that. 
God, that's fantastic. You know, because the, the first thing I was thinking, one with the hosting is ideal because uh, obviously images are very heavy, load time and all of that. So it's um, it's optimized for images, right? Yeah, um, yeah. It, and with that, you know, it's interesting. And I'd love your opinion on this, Scott, since you're also obviously a WordPress fan is I see, I, I think this, um, I don't know if niching down is the right word, but People, I, I think websites are, and I've said this before a little bit, you know, not that they're becoming a commodity, um, but it's really finding that really specific solution to somebody, to your point. So, I mean, the whole point of, you know, page builders and and all of these tools that make it easier for people to take control of their own sites, they don't want to, you know, they, they don't want to be involved in everything else. And so this one-click solution, do you think, like, what are your thoughts on on WordPress in general and that direction? Because it feels to me like there's a big transition and shift happening happening in this space. Yeah. And you know what? We've been contemplating if we should get into the page builder business, actually, be- which we're not going to, I don't think. But um, we've contemplated it only because that's we know that's what at least our customers are leaning more towards a lot more, a lot more photographers are going to, um, they're leaving WordPress for Squarespace because they want the drag and drop or they're leaving it for Wix and Weebly because they want the drag and drop and they don't, they don't realize that they could do that in WordPress or really what's happening is there's no, uh, there's few, uh, page builders that are giving you the complete overall, theme and plugin, right? So Beaver Builder, right, gives you a theme and plugin. Um, Divi, you have a theme and you have a plugin. If you have the theme and you have the plugin built into the theme, but um, with Elementor, which is becoming extremely popular, which is actually my personal favorite, the one that I use, uh, and I even use it with the Genesis theme, there is no Elementor theme. There are themes that can work with page builders, with any page builders, but there are no Elementor themes. And I think that's sort of where there's a lot of confusions coming into play, which is actually forcing um, a lot of photographers to leave WordPress is they're like, well, I've got to think about all this stuff. And this is confusing. There's too much to think about. I just need, you know, one thing in one place and it needs to be simple. Right. And mm-hmm. it's, it's, I think that I, I like to say that, uh, that WordPress is, WordPress can literally do anything, which is great. But the downside to WordPress is that it can literally do uh, anything, because <laughs> totally. right. So it, it's 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 positive and it's negative because it's positive because it can literally do whatever you want. It can do literally. Any, I mean, look look at AppPressor. There are people making apps for iPhones and Androids with no coding done. It's just done for them, right? And yeah. it's a beautiful thing, except. It's confusing that uh, there's no standardization, for example, in page builders. So every page builder looks different and it functions different and you've got to figure out what theme you need to use with it. And if you use a Genesis theme, now you have to install another plugin in order to use a page builder. And it's just so confusing for the average user. And I think that's where a lot of disconnect is coming in is the lack of standard, um, which is a good thing and a bad thing. So, yeah, and I and I think the interesting thing about it too, to your point of people want the page builders, and everybody knows where how I feel because I like them. <laughs> um, I'm obviously not visual composer, um, and you know, but but I like them, and it's funny. I was thinking about this in terms of even content. I was like, besides the fact that I'm not a developer, you know, I. I, I mean, I was an art student for, I'm a visual person. So the fact that I can see it coming together 
just works with my brain, right? And so um, that's interesting that, I mean, I don't know. I, I would I would guess that there is a space for it. It's a whole big undertaking. Um, but yeah, I was just curious about that. So let's, you know, in terms of, let's talk a little bit about the themes and the plugins. I don't know where you want to start, but you guys have um, a handful of themes. And mm-hmm. I mean, they're all beautiful. So how big is your development team? I mean, are you guys con- with the theme rollout? Or do you stick with a core set or do you guys roll one out like every quarter? Or how does that work? So uh, Photocrati, um hasn't has went through a revamp about i would say two years ago right before our uh, redesign and relaunch under the imagely name and that basically um majority of the updates for the theme actually comes in next gen gallery because if you buy the photocrati theme you get next gen gallery and next gen pro for the galleries and e-commerce part um and ne- and photocrati actually uses a preset system because one of the things we found with Photocrati is that uh, they photographers didn't really understand child themes. So instead of using child themes, we went with what photographers know, which are presets. They use that in Lightroom. They use actions in Photoshop and whatnot. So we built presets for Photocrati. So there's a bunch of presets built in. You can make your own, export them, import them, and do what you want. And um, so Photocrati, we don't need to do a complete update revamp of the theme we can just say okay here's a new preset which is basically a you know a, a json file right it's a it's just text that tells what the theme what to do where and so so we do that every so often um it is due for an update soon uh, but mostly photocrati is next gen gallery and next gen pro updates compatibility with wordpress of course um any bugs that come up but no really fresh designs uh, recently, but it is due soon, probably in 2018. Um, Imagely themes, we had a goal of doing 10 within the first year of launching the themes for Imagely. And I think, like I said, we're on 13 or 14 right now. Those are kind of on hold while we have other projects um, in the works. And, um, And then we also acquired two other companies that are theme companies. And right now we have no plans to create new themes for them just sort of uh make sure that they're up to up to par with what our standards are as far as theme uh, design and code quality is so let's can we talk a little bit about the acquiring of those then can you share yeah. the companies and and what the plans are yeah so we first the company we acquired uh was tesla themes and tesla themes has 67 beautiful themes and they're in all sorts of genres, including photography. They have work, uh, WooCommerce-based themes. They have video uh, for you know fil- uh, filmographers. They have themes for for videos. They have so uh, such a wide range of variety, which is great. And the main thing with Tesla was um, we Tesla has always been a one-time purchase. So the first thing we've done was we switch it to recurring, um, okay. which is important. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. Talk about pricing in a bit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so so we took out some things that um, is stuff that we don't do. Like we don't do setup for customers. We don't offer that. We just want to sell products. We don't want to sell the service of setting up a site. So we took those away. Um, but we recommend people. If somebody says, "Do you know anybody who can set it up for me?" We can recommend people. Um, so so yeah. So so te- Tesla Themes was the first acquisition, and then more recently was Show Themes, which uh, they make solely event and conference themes. So um, if you're, if anybody's looking for a theme for an event, that's the place to go. <laughs> it integrates with, uh, you know, all the different uh, popular event plugins. 
Um, it does have a page builder. And so the older designs for, for show themes, uh, actually, let me take a step back, back to Tesla for a second, because I'm about to talk about page builders. Tesla uses the page builder that you and I both don't like. And that was my only gripe with us acquiring Tesla is that it uses a visual composer. Um, <laughs> yeah. So in the future, and, and this is something that has been actually requested of us by multiple people and companies, is to offer the designs for multiple page builders. Because the Tesla themes are beautiful designs. They really so, are, yeah. Yeah. So we want to eventually create design the same designs, but for, for example, Elementor and Beaver Builder. If we can offer VC, Elementor, and Beaver, Beaver Builder for each of the Tesla themes themes, that's a win for everybody. Um, so that that's one goal we want to do. And that might even be done before we come out with fresh designs. It might just be up, you know, revamping what's, what's creating these designs. Um, and then show themes. Uh, I think the oldest themes, the oldest themes were Genesis based, and then they created their own framework with their own page builder. And again, I, I'm hoping that we can eventually convert that from its own page builder to something like Element or Beaver Builder. Um, before we come out with new designs for show themes. So show themes is basically just making sure things are up to date, uh, making sure that it's working consistently with the the popular event plugins. And also, uh, we also switched or switching that or did switch that. I, I can't recall if we did that yet, switching it to recurring because that's also has been a one-time purchase thing. So um, lots to do uh, <laughs> among among the other stuff we already have going on. So I'm like, oh my gosh, God, you've covered so much in such a short period of time. Um, you know, w- with the acquisition, can you share a little bit of that story? Because I'm sure there are people listening to this um, and you're not asking to get into numbers or anything. Mm-hmm. But was that something that were the were the companies listed or was it an inquiry? Because, you know, and I had I had thought about recently i'm like maybe i should sell my wordpress chick site and only because right. i'm getting into other stuff and it's just a huge part of me i, I don't know how i'm going to cut the cord if i'm <laughs> going to if i'm going to you know so it's from that perspective you know where i i know people have sold you know plugins to somebody else so what yeah. was that process like i mean did you guys reach out to them right oh and by the way we did acquire next gen gallery originally um, oh yeah that's right three years ago yeah so um so Tesla themes was listed. I think it was listed on like Flippa or one of those, you know, site selling sites. Mm-hmm. Um, and we were in talks with them for, I think over a year and they decided not to sell. And then they decided to sell again. And so there was a lot of back and forth. And um, so that was basically us, uh, you know, sort of sought them originally, mm-hmm. and then they came back to us. <laughs> um, and then Show Themes was an outreach from them because when we announced the Tesla Themes acquisition, our CEO um, actually wrote in the announcement that we're looking for other acquisitions, and we got a lot of people saying, "Hey, buy our buy our product and buy our product." <laughs> um, but we had a very specific thing in mind of what we were looking for, and you know, our reasoning for it, and. Um, the reason is basically growth. You know, we want to grow our company and uh, these acquisitions were kind of perfect for it. So we, since acquiring, we've we've hired uh, two comp- two people on the support side and we're looking for some uh, IT side people now um, as well. And we're also bringing on a, another marketing person as well to 
help with uh, taking some stuff off my plate. <laughs> <laughs> Scott's like, so, I do need to sleep. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I, I do need to sleep. Um, so, uh, so yeah, we're we're definitely growing already, which is great. And uh, switching to recurring is going to help that even faster, which is which is good. So, yeah, I think you know a couple things in there. First of all, I. I I think there's something that people can take away just from the fact that that you look at uh, show themes as being event themes, and where you guys are looking, you know, I, I, again, I don't know how they're that's going to fit into Imagely the company overall, but you know, there's right. these are very specific niches, and even the fact that you guys use terminology for photographers like presets that they're so used to, I, I would think that that has got to be the easiest way to you know, just take something and say, look, this is what this audience is used to, we can shift this language, you know, so there is sort of this, I don't know, copy marketing message. So there. <laughs> yeah, but with Tesla themes and show themes, it's actually being kept separate from Imagely. Okay, um, okay. They are actually going to be separate companies, separate et- uh, legal en- entities as well. So um, we won't be we might sort of borrow some of the design aspects from both Tesla and show themes designed for Imagely products, but but the actual theme companies will be separate and uh they won't really won't be any overlap or anything. So we will sell continue selling show themes to a you know event organizers and whatnot and hopefully uh maybe some word camps will start picking them up um (laughs) i think we actually i think we actually offered so if anybody is a word camp organizer i believe we actually offered show themes themes for free for any word camps so um i know that there's some regulations about you know what themes have to be used by word camps so you know hey the offer is out there, though. I believe we we emailed that like the day we acquire show themes. <laughs> wow! Um, so, well, I'll make sure to. Can I add that to the show notes? I mean, in case they're not listening, maybe we can get a little link love over your way. <laughs> yeah, yeah. If if any if anybody's out there that organizes a WordCamp and either doesn't want to you or any really any big WordPress event, if you don't want to use uh if you don't want to use what theme is required of you for the WordCamp and you want to check out our show themes, just get in touch with us. So that is fantastic. Um, so, okay. So they're separate um, <clears throat> with the acquisition though. Um, how, 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 let me back up a little bit. So with, mm-hmm. how big is a company with Imagely? So now we are, I believe we're 12 people now. So we're small, we're a small team still. There's only three developers right now. Um, actually, if you count our CEO who, uh, spent a year learning how to code, uh, we're about three and a half now, I would say. So, um, uh, and that's actually a really interesting story too, which I can tell you in a sec, but so we're basically, uh, three developers, a bunch of support, support people, um, and, uh, and you know, a couple marketing people. So it's a small team. Um. Yeah, I don't think it needs to be a big team. I was just curious because I mean, it seems like there's a lot. I mean, to have acquired two companies and they're separate entities, um, there's definitely yeah. some growth opportunities there. You know, for oh yeah, you know, in the space. Um, yep. Did you want to share the story with the CEO <laughs> learning to code? Yeah, yeah. So, so uh, Eric, our CEO, lear- uh, he had a goal to learn how to code before we uh, rebranded as Imagely. So he spent a year learning how to code. He used uh, like Treehouse and some other and uh, Lynda.com and some sites like that to learn how to code. And every Imagely theme, all the Genesis child themes we designed are 100% made by our CEO that after a year of coding, 
of learning how to code, I rather. And also the complete redesign we're doing of the back end of Next Gen Gallery is also 100% our CEO. So wow. it's, uh, it's really, he, yeah, he's kind of, pro, you know, doing really well as like a sort of a front, front end designer, um, even though the, he's redesigning the back end of Next Gen Gallery. <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, so, uh, he's doing really well with, uh, with coding and it's impressive after just a year of, of being self-taught basically, you know, with, with some tutorials and courses. Yeah, but that's really impressive the fact that he's doing so this. So let's shift a little bit into Next Gen because I'm sure yeah. most people who have been in the WordPress space for a while, I used Next Gen plenty of times on client sites. Um, uh, but, you know, let's talk about that a little bit. When when was it acquired? Uh, oh, boy. I have to look up it's the actual while, year, but yeah. it, it was it was when I came on board, right before I came on board. So it was probably just over five years ago at this point. Um, uh, and, uh, and, yeah, we... Right away, uh, hit the ground running with it, and we did a complete revamp of Next Gen Gallery, and we learned some hard lessons because we did hit a little uh, road bump uh, in our version 2.0, which was the first complete redesign of Next Gen Gallery. Um, and uh, we we found some some issues that that came up, and uh, some of it was taken advantage of by competing gallery plugins and. Uh, you know, the fact that we had some bumps in the road <laughs> and, uh, uh, and, uh, and yeah, but, but we've come a long way and we don't have nearly as many issues as, as we, uh, we're running into with a 2.0 version and the redesign will probably be version 3.0. Uh, and you know, it, it's, uh, it's going well so far. The redesign of the back end or the front end? So we're the, we're doing both. The, the initial step is the back end mm-hmm. to make it easier to understand and more beautiful. And then eventually the goal is to take some of our premium display styles and to make many of them free in the next-gen gallery. And the re- the way we can do that for making them free and still have the paid plugins uh, is that we have a template system. So what we're going to be doing is we're going to have the display styles free, many of them, and then we'll have premium templates in the in the in the premium versions of the plugin that you know offer different takes on those display types um so so yeah it's gonna be uh it's gonna be beautiful front and back but back first (laughs) we got we gotta go step by step absolutely you know it's funny it's like i don't personally have a specific need for a gallery but i'm like when when it comes out i just having like i'm working on a, a web app i'm a partner on and it's just it's like all of a sudden you start looking at UI differently, right? And and I mean, and as a as a WordPress user, and I, I'm sure anybody that's been in this space for a while kind of agrees. Like, if stuff is ugly, I bounce. It's just sort of you know when it looks yeah. dated or like you know I'm a, a little bit of a geek for following stuff on Product Hunt and Beta List and, and just paying attention to the space. And it's yeah. it's a it's a really tricky space. One to to find UI people that are good and available. <laughs> yeah. You know, I'm like, we're going to yeah. be listening. If you want a career shift, like this would be a great place, a, a field to go into. Um, yep. You know, so, you know, is it with the design of that, does, is this from a, I'm guessing it's kind of a combination of user feedback and like, how did you figure out or, you know, the company, in what direction, what needed to be updated besides, um, you know, let's make it look better. Yeah, so so 100% of what we do is based on user feedback. We so NextGen Gallery uses Freemius. So first we get feedback from there. Um plus our support team gathers all the feedback 
and we have a basically a big running list of of feedback. We have a like a, a voting poll that's Gravity Forms driven that's on the website for users to, to you know offer their feedback there as well. So we're gathering feedback in multiple places, and 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 really it's just a matter of you know uh, comparing ourselves to what else is out there that's similar, right? Um, so. A lot of the feedback we get is, I switched to this gallery plugin because it is easier to use. And when we actually dig into it being, quote unquote, easier to use, it's really just that they like it that it's prettier in the back end <laughs> totally. and the front end, right? Yeah. So so because what happens is the other gallery plugins are actually more difficult to use. They really are. Um, and and th- these users wind up coming back when they when they tell us this because they realize that it is actually more difficult to use, and it does come down to it just needs to be pretty. Yeah, because people are used to they're used to logging into Facebook and it's pretty, and logging to you know Google Plus and it's pretty, and all this stuff, and they go to WordPress and it's ugly. And right now, NextGen Gallery is a hundred percent WordPress UI with no custom styling. Um. And and if if you want to see what we're doing, we have a, a public beta of NextGen Gallery um, uh, for of, of the backend part for where we're also gathering feedback from people. You know, so we're actually gathering feedback on the actual redesign that we are putting out. You know, probably come 2018. Okay, so. good. So can we add a link to to that in the show notes? Yeah, yeah, for sure. Okay, great. So I'll get for that sure. from you. Um, yeah, yeah, it's 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 funny because you know when I was doing uh, client work. When it came to galleries, I've, I'd tried other galleries, but it's funny because I always went back to NextGen because it was – I did yeah. understand how it worked. And I was like, oh, yeah, but I like to be able to you know, to create the album and just pull this – whatever it was. And it was just yeah. – it made sense to me um, from that perspective. So let's shift a little bit, if we can, into – and then I feel like I'm bouncing all over the place, Scott. This is what <laughs> happens when I do early morning interviews, which it's not that early. Um <clears throat> But obviously, you know, I, I'm a huge fan of content and marketing, all of that. So um, in terms of your role and what you do, you know, do, how did you go about creating a content strategy? You know, because that's what – let me back up a little bit too. So I've got this Facebook group that you're in. And it's interesting because we're mm-hmm. gathering data as as people join the group as well. And to kind of structure what we do with the group and, you know, then a monetization model for membership, blah, blah, blah. And it, some of the stuff is basic with like, oh, I want to be able to create content faster. And I'm like, well, you just have to practice. <laughs> you, just, you need to do it. There isn't like a, a formula, right? Um, but then there is a lot of what type of content and and does this convert and how do I work with people? So where did you start with, all right, you know, you're responsible for this. Um, where did you start with your content strategy? So coming up with the ideas uh, basically come from questions from uh, – when I first came on, I was helping with support. Um, so I would see questions that would come in. So I would answer questions in blog post format. Um, and I was doing that for a while. I would look at Quora and see what kind of WordPress photo-related questions were being asked. Uh, I would, you know, social media, follow along what's going on and being asked there. Uh, and basically just gather – just crowdsourcing questions. And I find it easiest to write blog content that is answering a question, just a straight question, right? It's so, I find it so easy to do that rather than just taking something out of thin air, right? But sometimes you have to, if you're out of, if you're out of, if your queue is empty, you have to take it out of thin air. So it's just sort of like, I look at what other people are doing and sort of, can I do a twist on this? Or can I give my own 
take on this same topic. Um, and I go, and I'll go with that sort of direction. So I do that with the, uh, oh, and I also run a, and this is not imagely specific, but I, I run myself a, uh, WordPress photography Facebook group. So I got a lot of people interacting on there and asking questions and whatnot. So, okay, we'll link that um, in the show notes, everybody too. So make sure you visit the post. So you can join the group. <laughs> <Cool>. <laughs> um, and, and so, so I've got, uh, all these different asp- uh, you know, vent- uh, avenues where I can, ideas for 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 uh for blog content and then the podcast that i that i do it's basically i try to find something unique to the guest and that's what the the topic would be specifically um so for example i just did a an episode with um mark silber who actually is uh friendly with ansel adams son and 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 edward weston another famous photographer his his uh i think it was his son and so he just put out a book, uh, and in his book was a whole chapter on how do you come up with ideas, how do you come up with what you want to photograph next. So we we talked about how turning that into content. You know, how do you come up with content ideas? Um, so, you know, I, I I try to find ways to to incorporate the the people I'm talking with um, into what the content is about. Uh, so so yeah, it's just it's just. The strategy is is basically just answering what the people want. <laughs> yeah. Know? So um, let me ask you this, because you've been in the space a while. So what if someone says, well, I don't have, you know, because I, I, we have a lot of, and this is all in Kim's head, right? But I know there's a lot of people that listen to the podcast that have, you know, WordPress, um, you know, they're, they're website builders, maybe not developers, but they have client sites and stuff. And, you know, right. once you shift and start creating content, for me, like to me, everything is content. You know, I'll take the dogs for a walk and I get a post idea from seeing a car on the street or something stupid. Yeah. You know, but my, my, my best ones come while, while I'm in the shower. Yeah, right. <laughs> and the thing, you know, do you, are you familiar with James Altucher? Uh, the name sounds familiar. So he, he's got a podcast and he's got a few books. Choose Yourself is a great book for any entrepreneur, anybody listening. I mean, this guy has gone, you know, made millions, bankrupt, made millions. Like, and now he, he's got this great <laughs> podcast. I mean, he interviews Gary Vaynerchuk and a bunch of people. One of the things that mm-hmm. he recommends doing is, you know, just, you know, 10 ideas every day. He said, I don't care if it's for 10 ideas for, you know, making it easier to yeah. install a light bulb come up with 10 random ideas every day because it's yep. just like working that muscle you know and that's sort of my everything is content because you can kind of spin yeah. everything into content and you know i, I listened <clears throat> to or I, excuse me i read an email this morning from um a guy that does facebook marketing and facebook advertising and talking about the death of the lifestyle marketing kind of thing and I think there is sort of this pendulum swinging in a way that, you know, the whole four hour work week and, and all of that mentality, it's great, but there is something to be derived from the mastery of your craft, right? And getting better at it. Um, so as you've been doing this, what are some of the the posts or feedback that's really hit something with somebody and were you triggered to go in a different direction because of that? Um, I mean, I get feedback all the time. Um some of which is is you know negative like i don't agree with your with your take on this and a lot of times it's seo related um and for example i have an article that um i had to do three squarespace to wordpress migrations have you ever done one of those no amen okay they are a pain in the butt like 
Big time. They are such a hassle, but I had to do it. And I, I've since then, I've done it probably now 10 times. But when I wrote this article, it was basically talking about my frustrations. The, the, you know, I, I basically say how important it is, but to, to move away from Squarespace to WordPress. Uh, but I talk about the frustrations like Squarespace renaming images on me. Like, why is it doing that? It should not be renaming images. Um, and... I got feedback saying, well, it, it it's not actually renaming images. You're wrong. It, you're not correct. But I'm showing proof. So, like, <laughs> I didn't do any rebuttal article on it, but it turned out that it was specific settings in Squarespace that do this. Oh, and so um, unless you're, like, actively in Squarespace, how would you know? Yeah. Right, right. And it's it's like you if you use a, a gallery block versus just an image, then it's renaming your images. Like, they shouldn't touch image file names. <laughs> like, come on, Squarespace. Um, like, I, I, it, it, they do. They they strip out EXIF data, which photographers. It's so important for photographers to keep their EXIF data in there. And Squarespace, by default, if you create a new site, it strips your EXIF on every single upload. So you know, it's things like this. Like, I would I would recommend Squarespace to photographers if if uh, if if a photographer would just didn't want to deal with WordPress at all. I would recommend it if Squarespace did the right thing, but they don't. So anyway, so <laughs> so I, I got feedback from people saying, well, you're wrong, blah, blah, blah. And, you know, it, it's stuff like that. Like, you, you just have to do your research. And if it was worth me doing a rebuttal saying, I got feedback and, you know, I was wrong, then I would yeah. do it. But, but otherwise, it's like if I'm right, be, even if it is some silly setting that the, you know, Squarespace has, if I'm right, then I'm right. Why am I going to you know, change article. Um, but, but then I get feedback. Like, um, I, we did an ultimate page builder comparison for photographers. It was a sort of like Pippin's that he did, but it was non-technical. It was a, sort of the complete opposite is how user-friendly is it? Does it slow down your site? Um, does it load all the stuff? Is your site littered with short codes? If you disable the plugin, stuff like that. Um, and, and I got a lot of positive feedback and people are now requesting additional page builders to be tested. So, I now have a queue of page builders I need to test the next time I'm doing it. And then I got a, a request for the same sort of article for image compression to plugin. So I'm in the process of doing an article on that too. That's, so that's sort of directing, you know, future content. No, that's great. And I think <clears throat> that's for people listening. So, you know, again, for those people that maybe don't, aren't getting the feedback, it's, you know, I, like I probably subscribe to, I don't know how many newsletters and sites and stuff just to pay attention to the voice. In, in the WordPress space and see where things are going. And obviously, I don't stay in like a developer track space, you know, um, but it is. And, you know, it was it was when I was doing more how to do this with WordPress and specifically Genesis, because that was what I kept seeing people come back with, where it was customers saying, I installed the theme, it looks nothing like the demo. So I was like, I'm just going to show them how to use it. Like, I'm not going to show them how to code it or, you know, but it was like, let me just show you. How to, and it was, it resonates. So for people listening in terms of content, if you just have conversations and pay attention and listen, <laughs> there's tons of ideas out there. Yeah, yeah, that's that is for sure. If you just pay attention, you'll find a ton of content ideas. I mean, like you said, you go for a walk and and you'll find it. Take a shower, you'll yeah. find it. It's 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 kind of incredible. Um I my 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 project lately um has been trying to build up my own personal YouTube channel and you know, trying to find content 
that you've never done before for video. Um, and I could easily take content I, I've done before in blog format and turn it into video, but I don't want to. I want to do something yeah. unique. And, you know, so now my, my thing is I'm not only am I trying to come up with blog content and podcast content, but it's also coming up with, you know, YouTube video content <laughs> that is so difficult. But um, so I, I've got kind of got a strategy for what I do with my content ideas and how I put it into action. Um, so I, I start sort of with, uh, I used the, I used to use Evernote, but now I just use the Apple Notes app because it's gotten a lot better. And I keep a running list of content ideas that I have. And I use the Apple Notes, like the checkbox feature that it has. And I'll just, when I finish one, I'll check it off and it's done. But when, during the process of creating the content, I have a Google Drive folder and in it is basically my own sort of Trello board. So I have, you know, content in progress and in there is going to be a Google Sheet or a Google Doc or a spreadsheet, a, a, a slide, Google slide or whatever it is that I'm doing at that time. And as it's done, I will say, uh, put it, move it from the in process folder into the scheduled folder and then from the scheduled folder to the published folder. And it just sort of my own way of keeping everything, you know, to myself uh, in whatever format I need and organize sort of like how Trello does it with different, you know, uh, columns, basically. I love um, it. You know but, what? Side note, I, I want to love Trello. I can't get into it for some reason, but <laughs> that's another that's another conversation. Um, yeah. <laughs> I'm, like, I'm going to go sideways really quick. So – well, and then your podcast, right, is a huge part of your content as well. Oh yeah, yeah. It's every other Thursday, so it's a and I I try to um, batch record. Uh, so we're probably like right now I'm recorded and scheduled up to November second is the next episode, which is good. So, um, I try to do like two or three a month, and it gets me pretty far ahead. Yeah, you know what? Even with you know, I mean, I haven't done a solo show in a little bit, but I mean, I've probably got my podcast done through beginning of January 18. <laughs> just, just, it's like, cause I'm like, I, I, and it's not a strategy for people listening. It's like when I connect with somebody and it was like, I, I forget exactly where we connected originally, but I'm like, Hey Scott, I should have you on the podcast. We talked. And so I just jump in <laughs> when I find unique people. Um, how has the podcast been in terms of yeah. community and content for you? Oh, great. Um, so it's, it's definitely not as big as like a general WordPress podcast would be, but, and, and, you know, we, we all, we do talk about Squarespace and Wix and Weebly and, and it's really, even though it's called the WordPress photography podcast, it's really a photography website podcast. Um, and it's not even a website. It's all marketing related to online marketing for the most part. So we talk about social media and we talk about email marketing and, and, and whatnot. Um, but uh, it's it's doing great. We've got about two thousand regular listeners, and so it's not as big as I want it to be. But it's it's growing every episode, which is fantastic. Um, we've had some shifts, so we used to have a structure. I used to have a co-host. First of all, um, I had a co-host who owned a company that did ghost writing for photographers. She basically um, did content, blog content for many photographers, um, and she sold the company. And in process, she is no longer the co-host. And it's fine. I actually find it to be easier because now I only have one schedule besides myself to <laughs> yeah, worry about <laughs> instead yeah. of two. Um, but, uh, but because of that shift, I made a couple other changes. And I used to have like every 10 episodes was a Q&A episode. And every five episodes was a short like five minute or less episode. So I'm kind of just 
doing away with that. I have a whole bunch already recorded, so once those are done, it'll be gone forever. And I'm just sort of going with the flow now instead of having a set schedule, you know, for each specific episode. Yeah, yeah. So, you know, if I have a short episode, it's just going to be a short episode. It's not going to be on a set schedule. Um, So, so yeah, but otherwise it's going really well. We use um, Seriously Simple Podcast, uh, which is a fantastic plugin. And I, I like it because it's just, it really is simple. There's nothing to it. It's a very basic um, system, very basic design, gets the job done. Um, and then we uh, we have every episode transcribed by Rev, rev.com. And that is always on every blog post show notes, or podcast show notes, rather. Um, and uh, so, and it's recorded in video. So we... We have a YouTube, a video on YouTube of the of the conversation, and then of course the MP3 is on all the podcast uh, locations, iTunes and Stitcher and Google Play and whatnot. And what can you give the name of the the podcast again? The WordPress Photography Podcast. That's easy enough to remember. <laughs> yeah, it's funny. Yeah. You know, I've heard a lot about seriously simple podcasting recently, and um, mm-hmm. I don't know why I I I've I was on Libsyn and had moved to uh, Blueberry, which has been great. But I'm like getting another show, and it's mm-hmm. like the cost of the hosting, and I keep thinking there's got to be a better way to do this. Um, yeah, we we just do it. We don't even use like a, a service like that. We just upload the mp3s and and that's it and it just comes off of our server right now imagely servers are on rackspace but i think we're moving to cloudway soon um and uh and yeah so we just do it there and they have an add-on that gives stats it's basic stats it's not as detailed as libsyn would be but it for what we need it's it's good enough well even that i think most of the podcasting stats i'm like i i would love to see somebody nail that right to me it's a huge opportunity of course it just depends because itunes and what what you're what they're going to give you is is limited so you know the stats is more to me you know it's more informational than than necessarily useful unless you're doing targeting and stuff and you know retargeting or whatnot yeah um so so what's coming for imagely you know we're kind of not winding down yet but i I honestly can't believe we're almost (laughs) mid-october um as we're recording this so what's (laughs) coming you know end of the year beginning of next year for you guys so the redesign is uh has been a big project and it's basically done except for just you know whatever bugs that beta testers are finding um and and then we have been working on print lab integration. It'll be the first print lab integration for WordPress that's a real pro uh photography print lab. It's not it's not just like a you know t-shirt printer type yeah. of thing. It's like a company that that pro wedding photographers are actually using. And so that is coming. It's gonna be for um any next gen pro customers, basically. So anybody's using Photocrati Pro with Next Gen Pro or just Next Gen Pro with any theme. Um, it will be for for anybody who's a current subscriber. Um, and what that's also doing is adding um, uh, ad- ad- just advanced automated tax as well. Because right now, NextGen Pro has a very simple tax mechanism. And we're going to automate it for, you know, doesn't matter, you know, where your, your customers are. It'll automatically handle the tax there. Um, and that is also for anybody who who is a current subscriber. Um, those are going to be part of our SaaS platform. So if you cancel your subscription, you lose access to Print Lab and the advanced tax and whatever else we add in the future um, that's on the on the SaaS platform. Um, so that that is probably going to be released either at the same time as the redesign or right after the redesign is out. And that's going to be in 2018. Um, 
And uh, we've got other projects that we want to do that haven't been started yet. Um, and we also just started a new project. We're partnering with Imageify. So um, the <laughs> the image compression comparison plugin I'm doing, I'm being very unbiased uh, as much as I possibly can, but we are partnering with Imageify for um, sort of recommending them as our uh, image compression yeah. plugin, you know, for WordPress. So um, we've been talking, having a lot of conversations with the people over there. The that whole crew is fantastic, so um, we're really happy about that. And uh, I'm not sure how fast that's going to be out, but that might actually be out before the redesign is out. So, well, we'll that's see. fantastic. I love. I see a lot of that happening too in the space where it where you have kind of partnerships um, and and just like logical alliances <laughs> for for lack of a better explanation, yeah. right? And I think yeah. there's a lot of opportunity yeah. um, in WordPress in general to say, hey, you, we do this, you do that. You know, my customers need this. You do this really well. We're not going to take it over, but how can we work together? Yeah, yeah. So, I mean, we, obviously this partnership is strategic, of course, because, um, you know, you can do things that are good for the customers, but you still have to make money as a business. <laughs> um, so uh, it's, it, it really is. This partnership is going to be beneficial for us as a business and beneficial for all of our customers because we're, we really are recommending them the best possible choice for photographers for an image compression plugin for WordPress. Because me personally, I, I actually prefer using an offline um, app for image compression. And, um, and, and it is actually the best image compression tool out there for photographers, at least. I'm not going to say it's for everybody because, again, that's where we'll probably get people, like when this com- image compression plugin comparison uh, article comes out, we'll probably get people saying, well, Imageify is not the best one for SEO. And you know what? They're probably right. They are. Because, uh, you know, I- I- Imageify compresses to right when the image starts to lose some visible quality. It's not going to com- over compress to the point where you go from a 214 kilobyte file to a 60 kilobyte file. Um, it's going to do it just to the point to maybe like 170 kilobytes where you just start losing some image quality loss. So, yeah. And again, so, yeah. you, know, to, you know, tell me if this is just me thinking sideways, but I would think with the amount of people that are now viewing things mobily, you know, is that a word, mobily, but on mobile? <laughs> That yeah, sure, sure. Go ahead and make up a word today. But I think the amount of people that are even viewing things on different devices that you know, a friend of mine always reminds me because I have two twenty-seven inch monitors. He's like, not everyone's looking at stuff that way. So where you know, and you can't. Yeah. That's not yeah. the that's not the norm, you know. And so it's more. I would think when you're talking about you know optimizing images, you know, is 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 there like a not a happy medium, but a best case scenario where it's if you optimize it for this, then it's going to cover most, you know. Yeah. Yeah. So, so this is something that I get questions a lot and I've done multiple articles on this actually. So this, that's a good example of something that I've, I've addressed on multiple sites <laughs> about this. Um, it basically, my recommendation is if you're on a shared host. So if you're on like blue, Bluehost or something, that's just a shared host, your server is going to be slower, right? Which means your website is going to load slower. And it means on mobile, it's going to be even slower. So my recommendation for anybody doing that is to go to about maybe 800 to 900 pixels at the longest length for an image. At the longest length. And obviously that file size will be low. It'll probably be 80 kilobytes or less. 
But if you're on a fast server, if you're on a VPS that has enough RAM and resources, if you're on a dedicated server, a cloud host, something like that, that is fast, then you can go up to 2,048 pixels at the longest length. I would not go larger. And at that, you'll probably get about 400 kilobytes before you really compress it um, for the web enough. And the reason why I say 2,048 is that's the ideal size for a typical iPad size. Okay, so that means on a Microsoft Surface, on an iPad, not maybe not an iPad Pro with the, the larger one, but typically that's the perfect size to fill an iPad and look good. That's good to know because I think a lot of people when they're thinking, you know, like I even switched to social warfare for so that I could do a separate image for Pinterest yep. so that the, yep. the image in the post could be, yeah. you know, set for itself. Um but Scott, thank you so much. This is you were just <laughs> a wealth of knowledge and information. Where is the best place for people <laughs> to connect with you? Uh, so you can you can learn uh, learn you know read some of my content at imagery dot com on at the blog. Listen to the podcast, uh, or you can check out my website. I've also written about WordPress on my own website a bunch. You can check out my photography if, if you like at scottwyden dot com. Okay, that's easy enough. And again, for everybody listening, I will have uh, all the show notes, uh, all the links in the show notes. Excuse me, uh, and you can you know connect in the Facebook group. You know, subscribe to Imagely, Imagely all that good stuff. So. Um, anyway, Scott, thank you so yeah. much for being here. It's, it's been fantastic. Yeah, thanks for having me on. And uh, I'm definitely going to be getting you on our, our podcast as well. So sometimes. Great. Soon. Now I need to go <laughs> take some more pictures, I feel. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Thanks again. All yeah. right, everybody, you know the drill. Just hang on and I will have some more links for you. And again, everything will be in the show notes. And as always, thanks so much for listening. All right, my friends. So just as a reminder, the link to Imagely is imagely.com. Pretty easy, right? I need to stop saying hang on for links when they're pretty obvious, but it's I-M-A-G-E-L-Y.com. Literally just imagely.com. And as always, thanks for listening, guys. If you have not left a review, I would love a review on iTunes, Stitcher. Uh, I guess I should be saying Apple Podcast, right? Anyways, (laughs) you guys are awesome. Thanks so much. And we will catch you next week.